Hello, we're back. Yes, that is the sounds of the podcast. Kids eat toast sometimes. We've taken a bit of a sabbatical, and for that, we apologize. Were any religious findings made? Sadly not, but we're back in the studio, and we're trying our best. Today, we're chatting to a trailblazer. You may have seen her on Table Mountain. I, I think we, we were talking about our next guest. I'm very confused. I think we're at a point where we can do fire jokes. Okay, let's go. No, no, the fire jokes. That was a table mountain <laughs> fire joke. <laughs> I thought we were doing rapid fire jokes. You're a trailblazer. You burnt the mountain down. Right, right. You're also a singer. She's a singer. She's a pop star. She's been compared to Billie Eilish. She's your mom's favorite artist. She's my favorite artist. Today on the podcast, it's my sister, Emily Drew. Thank you for having me on the show. Ah, uh, you live with me, so it was <laughs> quite convenient. I've been waiting for this. I'm feeling pretty nervous, even though you are my brother, but thanks for having me on. Okay, that's good. I don't know if you can hear a leaf blow in the background. <laughs> Dave, uh, he works a tough nine to five, Monday to Friday, so on Saturday he wakes up early to garden and annoy the rest of his neighbors. Thanks for coming, Dave. Pleasure to have you on the show. So Emily currently is in Liverpool. Well, she's currently here. But she studies in Liverpool, hashtag COVID. And she's a musician, studying music, making her way in the music industry. She has been compared to the less memorable or less memorable version of Billie Eilish. Your opening thoughts on that? I'd say that's a fair statement. I mean, I, I got a lot of those comments on SubmitHub, which some of you may know as it's a platform where you submit your music and people basically tear you to shreds. Who do you submit your music to? Uh, it's to random people who are affiliated with SubmitHub, and you have to pay to submit your music as well. So, so you're paying for a review? You're paying for a review of your unreleased or released music, yeah. And what were some of the reviews like? Uh, that I'm like a worse Billie Eilish. For better or for worse was one of the comments, so yeah. No, I think they literally said worse. Yeah. A worse Billie Eilish. It wasn't a for better or for worse. They, no, they said for better or for worse, dot, dot, dot. But you could tell it was for worse. Well, let's look at them. Who are these people sitting behind their computers submitting horrible reviews? I mean, to be fair, I've submitted a fair amount of, not horrible reviews, but fair reviews, Honest. I'd say. Honest, Honest reviews. There are a lot of you out there that think you can sing and make music. You, you can't. Same with the podcast. Look at me. Swinging for the fences, not all that successful. No comments on that. <laughs> no, I didn't know you were swinging it back over to me. No, it's uh, we like to get a lot. You've a listened to the podcast, batter. but okay, a pitter patter okay. back and forth. Oh, your mama. No, your mama. <laughs> you know, our mama. I was about <laughs> to say that. <laughs> uh, beat you to the punch. Anyway, you are a middle child. Take us through a bit of middle child syndrome, if you will. Middle child syndrome, I, it gets a bad rep, I'd say. I love being a middle child. You go fairly unnoticed um, for the most part. The younger Not so good when you're trying to promote a music career. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. The younger one gets all the attention and the older one was born first, so naturally they got attention when they were the only ones around. So I'd hope so. Yeah. Um, Look after your firstborns. But I really love being a middle child. Okay, it sounds like you're a bit of a hostage at the moment. <laughs> no, your parents have got a gun behind the set there and they'll, they'll shoot you. Our parents are violent. That's, that's not a fair statement, I don't think. 
Is that your go-to sort of phrase? Is, is, is that's any- a fair statement and that's not a fair statement. <laughs> it's a simple way to live your life. This is my first debut, so I'm really I'm trying out a whole bunch of things and we'll see how people respond. Okay, a first debut. That's double nervousness. Okay, it's it's my debut on Kids No, 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 I wasn't mocking you. I, oh, shut up. These people with their leaf blowers. I hope you can't hear it. I thought you were saying I was being redundant. No, because it quite literally is your first debut. Of anything. Of anything. Of any that's true. I've been I've been pretty underground for the most part. Uh, underground crime. We we're still figuring out. We're still figuring what out. What would you say out. your genre is at this moment? Oh, that's a tough one because I think so much current music is genre bending. Like even artists we love to listen to today. Mm. My favorite artist, Big Pig. I mean, she's a pop singer, but she has drum and bass, electronic, and it just fuses together so beautifully. So that's kind of what I look up to. Big Pig, check her out. Yeah, she just dropped her new album. I don't know why I'm promoting her and not myself, but... Hey, because uh, everyone can come up. You don't just need to come up by yourself. Exactly. Shout out to Big Pig. Peppa Pig. (laughs) Oink, oink. (laughs) Some of you enjoyed bacon? Now go listen to that track. Meet his murder. (laughs) What? Getting some notes from the director. Move (laughs) on to the next question. Okay. So what I also find interesting about you, and you can see your sound waves over there. So mine are healthy. Yours are quite unhealthy. So let's get them healthy. Okay. Well, I'd like a question. I was beginning to phrase one. Um, so let me get back to phrasing a question. Go on then. On I go. So I think it's quite interesting that you traveled around the world to the UK, you know, recolonizing the colonial peasants back to the United Kingdom during a pandemic. How has that been? Really, it was was one of the worst experiences of my life, I'd have to say. And I had my rose-tinted glasses on. When I left, I thought it was going to be this amazing experience, which it was, and I think it will be. But Mm. um, it was just... I mean, traveling during a pandemic is just not fun, even if you don't come from a neurotic family, which ours very much is. It's not enjoyable, and you're constantly scared of either getting sick or making someone else sick so it wasn't mm. a great experience do you think you've been raised in a neurotic household a 100 percent. i'd have to say you're probably the most neurotic you're up there with our mother mother i love mother, mother. <laughs> <laughs> really okay yeah probably fair but dad is a secret neurotic i'd have to say yes though. yes um but he's also a beast mode True. i don't know why i use that turn of phrase okay so you traveled you're now in liverpool Yes. How did you come to be in a seaside village filled with soccer teams and mediocrity? It all started with the Beatles and Lipper. Yeah, we're taking it there. I know anyone who's from Liverpool is obsessed with talking about the Beatles, but they really they have a name for music and it's for good reason. Tons of open mics and the music scene is just amazing there. And the other option was Berlin, but I think that was to do with the fact that my boyfriend is in Germany. That's right, you pervert. She's taken. So you can stop watching now. Thanks for the engagement. See you next time. See you next time we have a thought on the show. Call my sister a thought. I'm working on it. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Okay. And then how have you found that your creative process, what's your creative process been like in Liverpool? Have you been able to create during a pandemic, homesick, lovesick, corona sick? 
To be honest, in the beginning, it was so much, I want to say, trauma and a lot of crying. And you were on the receiving end of a lot of that crying. Not and a good counselor is what I learned. You weren't, no. But I was, I was crying a lot and I thought this would give me a lot to write about. But in the moment, you're so upset and sad that I had to process it, come back home. And from that, I've really, from those experiences, it's given me a lot to write about. And from the ashes, Rose of Phoenix. It's been very <laughs> enjoyable. Okay, that's, I feel you, art or creativity does need a certain level of trauma, you know, of if course. you live in a very easy, boring sort of life, it's, you, there's nothing very fun, that, you know, and that's why I respect Taylor Swift's hustle so much, she continuously puts herself through a breakup to get us those club anthems. That's right, I mean, this just reminds me of Rachel Barry from Glee writing about her hairband, which is... She really didn't have a lot to write about. Is this then. Leah Michelle? This is Leah Michelle. Total yes. bitch. Apparently. She won't even come on the podcast. Apparently. No, confirm. <laughs> okay, this is a question. We've had a few questions from fans. <laughs> Why do you hate animals? Question mark. From Gracie Facey 63. <laughs> this is lies. I'm being set up. Our one dog is degenerating at a rapid pace. And she gets underfoot, and some people trip over her. And others kick her. <laughs> and there's a Sometimes kicker. Sometimes <laughs> she's in the way. Oh, my word. Cancelled for animal abuse. No, I just like to say that Kidzy Toast is the only one who thinks I'm an animal abuser. Kidzy Toast is not a person. <laughs> my brother. I didn't know if we were using those terms. No, people don't see me and go, hey, Kidzy Toast. <laughs> They're like, hey, loser. <laughs> That's how they greet me. Um, it's much better that way. Okay. Who is your favorite character on the show, Community? Oh, this Because we love that show. And I know fans of the podcast also enjoy the show because we have the same sort of writing style. That's what I've heard. I've been waiting for this question. And I'm levitating. I've been giving it a lot of thought. And I'd have to say it's between the Dean, Chang, Ring and Dean. Troy. All okay. three. Favorite female character is obviously Annie. I mean, I don't know whose favorite is Britta, but... Everyone hates Britta. Everyone we, hates I'm, Britta. I'm watching a TV show where, I don't know whatever her name is, but Britta is basically playing Britta in yes. a show called Love. And mm. you just want to... Uh, She's so self-destructive. Sucks the life out of a room. She does. Yeah. Similar to my guest today. Emily, thanks so much for coming. <laughs> <having> <laughs> no, that was, a, it was just a leading gag. We oh. still got some, <laughs> some memories to make, some, some conversations. Okay, interesting. I like how all of your favorite characters are... Dealing with mental illness in some way <laughs> I knew or another. This was going to come up. And the dean, very unstable. Very unstable. But I'd have to say the most unstable is Chang. With, I think he has split personality. That goes without it. saying. He, uh, that literally plays out throughout the show. Okay. I don't think that has any reflection on me, though. I mean, who's your favorite community character? Piers. Well, he's a raging racist. So no, he isn't. Well, it's, it's more. Is. A caricature of okay. that person. So, I mean, Emily, don't throw these sort of accusations around. You know I've been called a white supremacist somehow That's true. on Twitter, Free Palestine, BLM. So, we're trying to get away from those narratives, my word. Come on, people. TikTok, you're the streets. Your thoughts? Why are you humiliated TikTok. to Ooh. be on TikTok? I find that fascinating. I think anyone who isn't initially humiliated by being on TikTok, there's something wrong with them and they're not entirely self-aware because it is inherently embarrassing to post that sort of content. It's like shit posting. 
And you just have to get over yourself. I think in the beginning, everyone's embarrassed. But I think it's not shit posting. I think you need to find your niche. Your niche. And unless your niche is uh, big titties, big bum, doing dumb yeah. things and having a bunch of incels comment on your stuff, then hey, sure. do you? You know, the Kardashians, they made a complete fortune out of that sort of stuff before. Imagine them on TikTok. They would have been wild. Kim would be out there sucking dicks. That's probably true. On the talk. And it would have been massive. But anyway, moving on into safer territories. Safer waters, some would say. International waters. You can't prosecute me there. What is, the, what is this line of questioning? Are we still on TikTok? Yes. No, so you've got to find your niche. And then I also thought when I started posting on TikTok, I posted, I try to be on trends and you see, I can't, it's uh, whatever. I try to do stuff that I saw other creators doing that mm. went viral. And then it was, I think when you're putting out content and it makes you cringe or you like, you don't like it, then there's a problem. But if you are happy, like when you release that cover on TikTok, yeah. that's not cringe whatsoever. That's yeah. awesome. Or like when I release a shorter clip of a video I've chopped up, I go, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. So it's definitely finding your thing. There's such a poor stigma about TikTok. If you're a young artist, young creative, whatever it is, and you're not using TikTok, yeah, you're, you're literally, what are you? it's the only place you can go viral or have organic reach. And I think that's what people who aren't in a creative position, they don't understand that you don't necessarily want to be on TikTok, but you, you actually have to be, as you said, to get anywhere with your career. For sure. Uh, just out of interest, how many views do you think Kets does monthly on Instagram? If oh. you were to guess, hazard a guess. I'm going to say, m is this an average that I'm guessing at? Oh, for or the last month. Ma last yeah, month? I, okay. I checked out the last month what we did on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to guess 10,000. But it's insulting. But also, guys, when people ask you these questions, always guess low. You know, you've got friends out there hanging by a thread. It makes them feel better. Exactly. Don't guess high and they're like, mm. guess low. Well done, Emily. You guessed thank low. You. So thank you. Yeah, Kets, we did 35,000. Wow, 35,000. Clap, clap, clap. Drop the ad. <laughs> There's no ad. No one pays. <laughs> <laughs> no, no current sponsors. No current past, present or future. But we're joking. They come in. They come in. We're getting back on the podcast grind. And that's, that is also one of the questions I wanted to speak to you about. As a creative, especially whether you're doing it music, where it's comedy, whatever it is, how do you keep creating? Because it is hard. There are constant barriers in your way, self-doubt. Sometimes you put something up into the world, into Submitub, gets a negative review. What keeps you going? I think what keeps you going, and this is quite a personal answer, but it's a question for me, so I'm taking it there. Um, it's what really makes you feel really happy when you wake up in the morning and you there's that thing that you really want to do. There's that itch that you want to scratch. And for me, that's making music. And so when you get comments from SubmitHub or rude TikTok comments, like you're a white supremacist, that's not one for me particularly. Yeah, who, who gets comments like that? <laughs> but you just have to, you reset every day. I, I think you honestly, you go to bed and you reset and you, if you continue doing what you enjoy doing, then really the comments don't matter unless they're really brutal, then I think mm, you need to take a step fair. back. No, I mean, I think it's also, if it's intelligent comments or feedback that's of people you trust, I think I have a circle of people who I trust. 
Exactly. So if someone was like, that was terrible in my circle, I was like, I really need to reevaluate it. But if user like 360, is like, you are cringe, I'm like my guy. Make okay. a TikTok profile first <laughs> before you come for me. I want to be able to call you out on your physical deficiencies. Exactly. Okay, so now carrying on into the, the music theme, the music mm -hmm. trend. Everyone is always like, collaborate, do this, meet other artists, collaborate with this DJ, make a track there. Collaboration is hard. Collaboration, honestly, and I don't mean to be that person, it's the worst. You need to do it. You have to be out there doing it, but it's not fun. And online collaboration is about a thousand times harder. So I forgot the initial question, if I could just... No, I think you, you <laughs> answered it pretty well. Like collaboration, everyone, it's like... Excuse me. Collaboration Excuse. is like a buzzword. It's like synergy. Everyone's yes. like, the company's got a lot of synergy. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We collaborate. No, you write, you do spreadsheets and then it's a Google Doc. It's not collaboration. It's not the same. You work separately on the same document. <laughs> and I think creatives who are such egotistical creatures, oh, God. they're very hard to collaborate with. But the takeaway is we still have to do it. Oh, no, you... 100% even if you think you're the shit and you know everything you have to collaborate I mean the things that come out of a collaboration I feel like, you're not even paying attention sorry anymore. my tinder notification started coming through my bad the things you get out of a collaboration you could never you could never find within yourself I mean you just you can't be so cocky and overconfident to a point where you think you're not like someone else mm. is not bringing anything to no, the table it's a bit like masturbation okay if you do it by yourself you know what you're getting half is fun twice as nice we're cutting that part out. alabama arkansas <laughs> adulama ma and pa i don't like where this is going no it's a joke get over Fear this. it away get, ah, what what can you do oh the next guest is saying ping if i want coffee so i'm gonna ping him but I just feel very undervalued here. I did not get coffee. Hi, Mike. I'm in the middle of a podcast. I will love a coffee there, and I'll see you for your interview shortly. Cool. Yes, with my... Your assistant wants a coffee. I'm and sorry. Chloe also wants one. We'll pay you back. Sorry, not sorry. No coffee was offered to me. We just did a voice note in the middle of the show. To, to normalize voice noting During while you're talking show. to people. You often say to a friend... I can't talk right now. That's bullshit. Voice note. Doesn't matter if you're in a Zoom call, a lecture, a meeting. You know, going through your divorce, you can voice note whenever you want. Yeah, voice noting is the best. It is. Except when you restart. When you constantly oh restart. Oh, God, that's like the worst. When you can't get your high rights, you're like, hi, <coughs> fuck. Yeah. Hi. <clears throat> My favorite is actually listening back to a voice note. I don't know if it's deeply narcissistic, but I enjoy hearing what it... And I, you're shaking your head, but I got this from you. I know you listen back to your voice notes, so... I'm an artist seeking to improve. No, I, I... Even when I edit the podcast, I just cringe. It's something... Maybe it's a lot of self-loathing that has been instilled in human beings, oh. but I don't know too many people that like hearing the sound of their voice. Always, is that what I sound like? You're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, no. I don't know. I think if you have a nice voice, it doesn't sound Well, you're a trash. musician. Oh, my God. Has the recording stopped? No. <laughs> sorry, we're dealing... I, just, I need a burp quickly. Have sorry. a burp. That's where you put the ad. <laughs> no. I mean, we'll just keep I going. have IBS. 
Oh, okay. You're not a cancer survivor. <laughs> you come out. I've got IBS. Lincoln Bio supports our cause. I'm I, just saying that's why I burp all the time. You couldn't time. have a muffin this morning. Get over yourself. That Jeez. was a bit hectic. Move on to the I next question. I stand with IBS. We stand with IBS. We stand a queen. We stand an IBS fatty. <laughs> Normalize farting. <laughs> I see so many videos of like couples having to go fart outside. If please, guys, if you're dating someone no, yeah. and you don't have the chutzpah to fart, fart on their leg, what's wrong with them? Come on, that's weird. You're, yeah, don't don't make don't make us feel weird. Yeah, you're weird. <laughs> what a mess. So on collaboration, on making music, yes. and being in the South African industry. Where do you kind of stand on supporting local artists or someone's like, oh, they're South African, we must support them. What's your, what are your feelings around that? Oh, this, this is a good question. I honestly think, what, what are you losing by supporting someone else, especially another South African artist? Really, what are you losing? I think you're losing nothing and you're giving them everything. Mm, I, I think people don't understand what a like, a share, or comment, or someone putting up your music or sending you a message. Yeah. Just listen to your song, loved it. Sam, the hair's debatable, love the pod though. <laughs> so, you know, that really goes the extra mile. So I think, exactly. but I think that's also a, a people change or a personality change. Like, in general, we should just be more mm. supportive. And I see it when, like, even in sports teams, and I play quite a lot of sport, coach a lot of sports. When guys do things right, there's no congratulations or there's no energy. But when guys do something wrong, then people are like, you messed up yeah. there. Da, da. So I think as human beings, we need to get better at being like, oh my word, that's such an awesome song. You've done this. You're remarkable. Yeah. Not to the point where everything is awesome. It's yeah. like, sorry guys, I will give you, if it's bad, it's bad. You know, so that's my, that's the differentiation is that I think it is always to a point. Like you can shamelessly support people but we have to be honest and realize like if you make a podcast you're competing with people's attention yeah and why are they going to listen to you opposed to joe rogan or why is someone going to listen to your song opposed to billy eilish so you've got to measure yourself and i think that's quite daunting it's extremely daunting especially when you're starting out i think that's the biggest hurdle to get over is getting over yourself but also being serious enough about something that you put in the time and effort. I mean, it's just, it's one of the most like awful and beautiful things being a creative person, I think. Well, everyone's creative. I'm being creative in your career or chosen field. Yes. No, apt. And you said serious. Let's get really serious. Okay. Which music show would you not go on? Okay. I've had to think about this one and I'm standing by my original answer, which was the x factor your original answer people don't know that sorry we've been chatting behind the scenes but it's the x factor it's my factor. sister it's, it's my the x factor why why is the x factor getting the x <clears throat> the bah, buzzer i'm sorry but that buzzer imagine being buzzed in front of millions of people true it would it literally make your heart drop and then they expect you to carry on singing or carry on doing your bit as if simon cowell didn't just buzz you i mean it's pretty heart-wrenching. It is. And I feel, I love that you mentioned the X Factor because you could go out there and be the most talented musician ever and then like a three-legged dog that can do backflips <laughs> gets yeah. to the next round and you're like, 
You could have had it's it. It's a mixed all. bag, yeah. yeah. No, the fucking wackos go on the X Factor. I'd love the voice. The voice would be mine. I love the concept of the spinning chair. Would love to get in one of those one day. The best thing I've ever seen is when Will I Am's like bored and oh, listening he to it. And he presses it and he's like, and he just has to fake it till he makes it. And that. Honestly, he committed, so. He committed. And also. Never do it small, always <laughs> do it tiny. <laughs> the voice is the inverse of X Factor. I mean, they literally press the button for a positive, it's like an affirmation. Whereas the X Factor, it's like you're the worst and there's going to be a loud buzzing sound. But also nobody, it's like talking and then nobody's paying attention to you. So imagine you're like, hi, I'm Emily at a party and someone just stands with their back to you. <laughs> you know what? I prefer that over being buzzed. <laughs> so you can kind of just like shimmy into that. <laughs> no one curtains. saw it. It's just on you. Ah, no, that's great. Who's your biggest uh, 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 <clears throat> hairball? Remember when that was a joke? <laughs> That was a that was a OG two thousands joke. Anyway, um, who would you say your greatest musical inspiration is oh, of all time? Of all time, who really fires up the musical loins? Oh, crazy! I don't know because it's there's so many different facets. I'd have to say, at currently, I'm gonna give a bunch of different answers here. I know it's not what you want. Currently, my biggest musical inspiration is. Big Pig. I've Peppa mentioned Pig. her before. Peppa Pig. Check her out. B- um, Bacon Feta. I also, and come for me if this is the basic answer, but Britney Spears. Honestly, she, her songwriting and her originality and pop, like, she's just, she is iconic and everyone knows her for a reason. Yeah. Free Britney. Free Britney. <laughs> Jesus. It's true. It's true. You have a penchant for the mentally ill, it seems. You just... Vibe off Latch them. on, yeah, we get on. You little limpet. It's <laughs> <laughs> too niche. A limpet. Fram, fram. You're not giving me much to go off of. I know, it, but I feel it's it's the brand. It's what we're working towards. Okay, Britney Spears is an icon. She she is a pop culture icon. She is. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, ah, I don't know. What's the next question? Let's just move on then. No, I, no, I was thinking because usually people say, so who's your favorite? Oh, and then sorry. I but, um, who's your favorite? Oh, <laughs> thanks for asking. <laughs> um, I would say, and you've heard this repeatedly. Oh my God. Yeah. Juice World revolutionized the way we listen to hip hop. Good God. R.I.P. Juice World. You're the guy. Okay. I think you found a way to work Juice World into too many things. I try life. to pepper him in as often as I can. Yeah. Someone's like, what are you drinking? Juice World. Died on an aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> Shame he did, though. Or in the hospital. This is getting dark. <laughs> Let's move on. Moving on. Okay. So, finally, cool. what, what would your parting message be to anyone who's trying to make music, who's thinking about or? You know, just in that space where they need a push from a random stranger on the internet on a very offbeat podcast. I'd say, and it's it's corny as hell, but I think it's such a great message. It's just really, if you can, do what really make makes you happy. I know that was very hesitant, but really just do what makes you happy because I think this pandemic has made us relook at everything. and. Mm. You got to just do what you would like to do. If you can, do what you would like of to do. Of course. And I think that's a lovely note. I always giggle when I see things on social media. Do what sets your soul on fire. But like, it's true. Bitch, I'm not a fireman. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, you, you got to. And like you said, there are obviously some barriers in the way of certain people. And 
of course. But I think if you can get to a point where you do not even necessarily what makes you excessively happy, but something you're good at that will lead to happiness, because happiness is a bizarre thing to chase, I think. It's very hard to measure. But I think if you do stuff that you're good at and you surround yourself with good people yeah. and you give yourself enough time to chill, stop hustling, mid-twenties. I know, it's really freaking me out. I'm 21 and I'm feeling like I've not accomplished anything. Yeah. No, it's like if you're an artist who doesn't have a podcast, three stand-up specials and is uh, coming up on The Tonight Show, you're a fucking failure. Yeah, like, you're just a joke. <laughs> not you specifically. <laughs> I wish I were a joke. <laughs> These people would laugh. They do laugh. You and mom. <laughs> no, but thanks, Em. You've been... I, th I hope people can hear or especially watch and realize how earnest you are. You're one of the most earnest individuals I've come across. A sensitive soul, a sweet soul, and someone I'm undoubtedly proud to call my sister. Thanks, Em. Thanks for having me on the show. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Panic sign-off. <laughs> Chloe's crying in the back. Mike Wright's coming with a coffee. Chooky puck puck. That's us. We out. Thank you so much for listening. Like you would have picked up in this uh, podcast and in all podcasts, I have a tremendous amount of gratitude and thanks for people who listen, who share. Call me a white supremacist. It's all the same. We love you. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for listening. Emily Drew, everyone. Thanks for having me on. Yeah.